0: Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate
1: Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with Goop. a totally yeah. broad category. <laughs> um, stick It, I think 15 years later, which yeah. is just, you'll love to see it. Um, and then Victoria Beckham's stance on Crocs. It's a
2: very Thrilling. important
0: episode <laughs> this week. Uh, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break.
3: Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time.
2: They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan.
1: Bend.
0: first category, Tea Time is checking in with Goop for a couple of reasons. First, they have released their 2021 Mother's Day gift guide. And you know, we love to discuss the Goop <laughs> gift guides. You can't stay away as much as we want to. Um, and they're actually getting ahead of it. I have not seen one from Poosh this year yet. So wow, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's about to be May. This is some good and bad ideas uh, for gifts to get your mom. So let's get into it. You guys, I'm going to ask, Amelia, first, what is the most egregious gift on this list? What's your opinion, Amelia?
1: Um, you know, sadly, there wasn't. There were categories, but there wasn't one that was like craziest gift for your rich mom or something. You know, what she right, does right. With the her whole list. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to say there was a five pack of grain free granola for eighty five dollars. So, which it comes out to seventeen
2: dollars. A pack. Oh, which God. Is what? What I don't know. understand is what does grain free granola look like? Is granola not inherently grain free? Or, I mean, wait. Isn't no. granola grains? <laughs> oh, dude, I don't freaking know. <laughs> that's <laughs> why I don't understand. I'm like, why? How is the granola grain free? Yeah. Uh, also, maybe <sighs> that's why it's $17. They had to take the grain out of it.
0: I'm on this website for this said granola. It's handcrafted in Aspen, which is their first problem because that's the bougiest place in America. (laughs) And then these these flavors seem really normal. Green machine, health nut. Like these are all things that you could be getting for literally a quarter of the price.
1: It's a robbery, Amelia. I know. And I'm thinking maybe grain-free is just like nuts maybe. Right. Is it trail mix? (laughs) So, and also what is it one package? Because like, I'm thinking it's, You know when you have oatmeal and it's like those packs, and that's like that's a one meal pack. Seventy dollars for a single meal—that's
0: probably not even that large. I think if I gave my mom this gift and she was like, "How much did you spend?" and I said eighty-five dollars plus (laughs) shipping and taxes, she'd be like, "Literally, you're a disappointment. This was the stupidest thing you could have done. We'd
2: never forgive you." (laughs) Oh my god. Kate, what's your opinion? What is the most egregious gift on this list? I mean, there are like some insane ones, as Mm. always. I was torn between the studio shed for $30,000. They were literally like, build your mom a shed in your backyard (laughs) for $30,000 because like every mom wants a shed. I'm like, yeah, I'll build my mom an extra wing on the house. Like, great idea, Gwyneth. (laughs) And then the other one that I couldn't get over was there is an Hermes scrunchie for $230. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That is.
1: Horrible That is horrible It's a scrunchie At least least get a scarf You know Like the traditional scarf Don't get a scrunchie No one can
2: tell Right It blew my mind It actually blew my (laughs) mind When I saw that
0: I like the one year transformation program because of Mm. how vague it was. I like did some digging on this website. First of all, it's $150,000. It's one year long, which is just way too much to commit. But apparently it's supposed to, you know, renew you from the inside out. You're supposed to become the best version of yourself, um, which kind of sounds almost nice. But then I was looking into it and it's like, You get four 10 day stays at the proper hotel in Santa Monica, which is Mm. like I would like 10 days in the heart of Santa Monica, which is like, (laughs) because I mean it's all right, but I wouldn't want to spend 10 days there. There's not much to do. And then you do get a retreat in Hawaii. But anyway, to go to the proper hotel four times for 10 days is too much.
3: I don't
2: understand what you're doing. Are you is it like a spa thing? Is it like a like a wellness meditation? It's like a healing situation. Okay. Mm, um, so bullshit. Sure. Okay, got
0: it. So that's what I like the most. Okay, on the flip side, um, Amelia, what is like the most attainable slash normal gift on this list? We all well, did find one.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When I attainable, I'm thinking not necessarily like, is it the cheapest? But I think yeah. it's Something it's like bang for your buck. Something that right. she'll really enjoy that, mm. you know, you put a lot of thought into. And honestly, I saw this initial necklace, which yes, is two hundred and forty dollars. But if you're, you know, like a grown adult with a job and you love your mom, um, not saying I'm gonna get you this mom, but uh <laughs> I I do think it it it, you know, is something that's doable for yeah. for some people. I'm not yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't mean to be like I'm an elitist and this is two hundred and forty dollars, but but I do think if you want to give your mom something nice and something sure. memorable, uh, that's, yeah, that's a, it's a good deal. You know, for it's a under, piece, yeah for a piece of jewelry on the goop gift side. Right, exactly, this is, this
2: is like the attainable in this world that we're living in. Yes. Now, yes. do you get your initials? So then she has to wear your initial, and your siblings I, are like, "Damn." That's, see, wow. I think I would get
1: my siblings too. Be a nice person,
2: right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many
1: initials can you fit on there? Should well, there was three on this one that I saw, but I'm sure you could add oh. more.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. Maybe. Probably cost you like more money, but
0: you know. Yeah, probably. I really like the DIY sushi kit and it's only $29. And again, like you're saying, Amelia, bang for your buck. You get a lot. You get like the whole setup. I can't believe it's only $29. I feel like some fancy company would have spurred this out for like hundreds of dollars, but it's like nice bonding activity with a parent or even your family. Um, It's like a nice little night in. It feels like An experience for cheaper than Mm. like, and certainly cheaper
2: than a sushi restaurant. So that was my favorite. Kate, what about you? I picked this just because it's like kind of similar to what I've gotten my mom in the past, which is like fancy, like drink stuff. Like there was like latte mixes. There was like a honey trio, like flavored honeys. I like kind of, you know, I've gone like the jam route in years past, get her like the fancy little jams. Uh, (laughs) So this was like kind of something that I was like, I would do that. I could see why I'm getting my mom that.
0: Yeah. Okay. I know we're not mothers, um, but I did put like, you know, a please get me section for us to pick (laughs) one gift that we would want to get for ourselves. Um, I'm going with the $459 juicer. Uh, There's a lot of pulp control, it says, which is important as you're juicing various things. Uh, So that's my pick. Amelia, what do you want from this Goop gift guide?
1: honestly anything from her skincare line um i have tried like a couple things from it and i really like it you know she she does and like that looks nice too and i don't know god damn it it's just (laughs) you know i wish it wasn't so expensive but you know once in a while you have to treat yourself so
0: you
2: know what her skincare line has not not failed me yet yeah (laughs) that would be probably my pick too kate what about you I have to say I was torn between the skincare line and the horseback riding tour in Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you haven't
0: left Indiana in like 14 months and you're going to go on a horseback riding tour in and- See, the thing is, I haven't left Indiana
2: in 14 months, and so I'm like, I would even go on a horseback riding (laughs) tour in Kyrgyzstan. I would do it. Don't even know where Kyrgyzstan is, but I would go there and ride horses. I feel like it's beautiful there. It's like, I'm sure it is. The pictures are beautiful in in the the Middle East, maybe,
1: kind Mm -hmm. of, yeah, by Russia or something, yeah.
0: Okay, let's talk about the Goop cruise because that also came oh up because nothing to do with the Mother's Day gift guide, but it's just more Goop news. So Kate, what do
2: you have to tell us about this Goop cruise? Guys, Gwyneth is going to sea. She's taking to the ocean. <laughs> Goop has partnered with this cruise line and they're doing these Goop wellness cruises. Mm. They're bringing on quote unquote, cutting edge doctors. We know how that goes. Mm. Uh, practitioners and thought leaders to bring you the ultimate wellness <laughs> experience at sea. <laughs> when I tell you that the Goop Cruise was all over my social media page when they announced it, people were like, this this cruise is going to be full of journalists who are trying to write a funny profile about going on the Goop Cruise. And my first thought was like, where does Tea Time sign up? How do right. we get on the Goop Cruise, get our soul exercised like Julianne Huff, You know, I do all of the things that we saw on the Goop show, yeah. at, but at sea and stuck with other people and unable to escape um so yeah it's gonna be i'm sure gwyneth will make some sort of appearance on like whatever the first preliminary one uh elise lonen who's the ceo there are gonna be like mind sessions body sessions soul sessions i'm sure it's gonna be insane i cannot wait to read the profiles about it (laughs) of like people who went and like what they experienced yeah but yeah i i don't know i i want i want to go yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the journalists and
0: everyone like doing a little profile on it is one thing, but I am scared of the people that will go, like the other people that yes, will sign up 100%. And go, that you have to interact with day in and day
2: out on a right. cruise. The real, the real goop.
0: Yes, people. right.
2: Yeah. Right. Wow. Yes.
1: Scary. Group Do you think people. they'll be like um, you know, the Julian I cannot not stop
2: thinking of the Julianne <laughs> Huff <laughs> yeah.
1: exorcism? Where she's like, I'm sure <laughs> it'll be
2: like all that all the time. Okay. I love uh, how often we bring up the Julian
1: <laughs> F <laughs>
0: Exorcism. <It's> life changing.
2: <laughs> it really was.
0: Um, and then lastly, <laughs> before we wrap up Goop news, um, I don't think anyone wants to talk about this, but I put it in. So I will just take a stab real quick because I'm also a sunscreen freak. Gwyneth got in some trouble, understandably, because she did one of those Vogue, you know, guide to my everyday skincare, right. you know, routine. And she put on her sunscreen in a really terrible fashion. She basically applied it like a highlighter. She did like <laughs> little tip of her nose, little cheek, little chin. And that's kind of it. Um, and she did. Yeah, she says, quote, she puts it where like the sun really hits, which, of course, the sun hits you everywhere. <laughs> and then also... You should just be putting sunscreen over your entire face, your entire body. Anyway, everybody came out, of course, and was like, this is terrible. This is harmful. This is like bad messaging, which is true. So anyway, this is my PSA to everyone. Put sunscreen everywhere I do.
1: And, uh, you know, yeah, just do it. Okay, PSA. Well, no, (laughs) I think now because she got roasted so hard, I feel like we are going to hear— She's got an SPF goop line coming out probably within the next couple of months. That's probably probably true. Makes sense. She's a genius, that one. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Let's do the next
0: category. Relationship news, not worth the tea. And this week in social media, a mixed bag per
1: usual. Amelia, start us off. (laughs) Well, um, I had seen this actually over in the Spotify Slack. Someone Uh, Posted it and then someone else online, I'm sorry, I forgot this person's name, uh, was like, You guys have to talk about this. And I was like, Oh, way ahead of you. Because it's crazy. This guy, this Russian student named Vladislav Ivanov, who went by the alias Lilush. Was finally eliminated from Produce Camp 2021, which is a Chinese reality show where singers compete to become part of an international boy band. And he had been begging for weeks for people to get him off the show. It was like very much a Black Mirror episode because he he was I guess he came in as like a translator because he speaks fluent Mandarin. And so he's working with some of the other guys who are auditioning to be on this boy band show and one of the producers saw him and they were like, you're handsome. And he is, he's like, he's a model and like, you need to try out for the show. And he thought it would be like, you know, kind of fun. He'd get eliminated early on, but his good looks and his disposition, um, really <laughs> caught the internet by storm. And people were like, we love you, Lelouch. And, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but, um, They loved him because he's like, I don't want to be here. I hate this. I'm not going to give anything in these performances. If you watch, there are some videos of him and like everyone else is like really, you know, getting the boy band moves down. They are just, they're like, we want to be part of this international boy band group. And then you like pan to him and he's just like, I don't, I hate this. I don't want to be here. He thought he was going to get eliminated, but the people, it's kind of like American Idol where, but they, I guess, call in and they vote you into the group. So you each successive week goes by and they eliminate people. And then if you get enough votes or whatever, you get to go to the next stage and the next stage until they finally create the band or whatever. And he's just like, I don't want to please vote me off. And he couldn't break the contract because it would have cost like thousands of dollars that he didn't have. And so he had resorted to just moping around and then literally begging people to not vote for him. He was like, if you guys are my real fans, you will not vote for me and I will finally get to leave this hellscape. And, you know, his answers were finally or his his wishes were finally answered and they they voted him off or whatever. And um, so he is no longer there. And he was just like, yes, finally, I'm
2: not going to be here. I'm part of this boy band reality show. So, yeah. It reminds me of like Sanjaya on American Idol yes. when there was the campaign like vote for the worst. Yes. Uh, where people just tried to get Sanjaya to win American Idol many years ago.
1: Yeah, totally. Except he wanted to be there, but yeah. Right.
2: He did. Mm-hmm. He was awful though. Yeah. He was I, I have watched this kind of like This like the produce like model like started with K-pop and now is in C pop. Yeah. And it was so weird to see everyone talking about this, like, isolated incident (laughs) in, like, the context of these shows, which are really hardcore. Like, I wouldn't want to be there either if I was him. Like, they take your phone. You have to practice all the time. Like, you have to Mm -hmm. do these really hardcore routines, like, really hardcore judging. Like, I would want out also. And I was also, like, skeptical. I was like, is this just, like, you know, just to, like, add drama to the show? Is he, like, a plant? You know? And Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think he, like, really this happened, he didn't want to be there and he wanted to be gone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this was planned at all, was my understanding.
1: <laughs> I think he really thought that he wasn't going to last that long because right. he knew he wasn't like a good singer and performer and he was just like, yeah, I'll just do it for fun. And then right. everyone loved him and they were just <laughs> like, oh, you, <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, so he had to literally beg his fans, like, please, I don't want to be here. And so he was pretty much Trapped on this Chinese reality TV show. Oh and it God. literally is like a Black Mirror episode. But I'm so happy that he's free now. You know. I'm happy too. Go. Be free now. That's- be free, God. Lucia.
0: Oh, my God. Um, okay. Next piece of news. Just hard pivot to T-Pain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this week in social media. Poor T-Pain. Listen. Mm. Social media is a learning experience for all of us. And this week, T-Pain... Discovered the Instagram requests folder, which if you're on Instagram, you get messages from people that you follow and that follow you. Typically, they're just like regular messages. You get a notification for them. But if it's a message from someone I believe that you don't follow, they go Mm -hmm. to the message Mm -hmm. requests folder, which is like you don't get a notification for it. It's kind of hidden in the corner of your messages. Really hard to see. So (laughs) T-Pain didn't know this exists. uh, And he posted a TikTok this week. And he said, I was today years old when I found out about the request folder on Instagram that's full of celebs trying to reach me. I've accidentally been straight up ignoring all these people for like two years. Uh, So he's scrolling through in the TikTok and there are messages from like Fergie, Viola Davis, Diplo, Carrie Hilson, like Nickelodeon, ESPN, like all these places that were like either like tagging him or reaching out to him (sighs) or... Like, all these, like, sort of missed opportunities and missed conversations. Really tough, T-Pain. I'm really sorry <laughs> that happened really to you. Uh, yeah. I, If I was him, I would I would consider just, like, deleting all of them and, like, not looking at them because I would kind of, like, not want to know what I missed out on. That's true. He went really mm-hmm. far back to us. It's
0: 78 weeks ago. No matter Ooh. what they said to you, it's done now. It's done. And it's yeah. over. Yeah.
2: He should start from scratch. Yeah. Just have, like, yeah. an intern. Delete them. Start anew. Now you know. Yeah. Although I don't blame him the Instagram requests even if he knew about it I think as a
0: celebrity I would stay away as like a normal person right. it's weird enough in there and yes. yeah mm-hmm. I would I would recommend that. True. He TK. needs to like
2: hire someone to go through them for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should read everyone I I do think but yeah. yes. Um next one. Guys, wildlife news. It's wow. back. Really exciting. Thank God. Uh, imagine my surprise this week when I logged onto Twitter <laughs> and in the trends it merely said long boy. And I was like, what is a long boy? Why is it trending? It's B-O-I. I I was like, what is long boy? Clicked on it. And this is long boy. The tallest mallard duck to have ever lived since records began, known as capital L, capital B, long boy. He lives on the campus of the University of York, England. He stands over just one meter, three and a half feet tall. There's a picture of long boy. Uh, This went super viral. Uh, <laughs> and long boy is indeed quite long. He is, I believe, actually a mixture of a mallard and an Indian runner duck, which is why oh. he is so long and oh, so tall. Weird. It makes sense. And he has an Instagram account and people on Twitter <laughs> just, just discovered long boy and could not get enough. He is so awkward and so tall and so much taller than the other ducks. Apparently they used to pick on him, oh. um, but oh. now they don't. And he well, now just, they like, can't
0: because he's fucking ginormous. Right. And they'd be dead if they picked on him. now. It's
2: like his legs are like the size of a normal duck and his neck is so long. And then he kind of yeah. just like has his little wings. So he kind of looks like he has no arms. Yeah. Um, and he's just very awkward, very relatable. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know who named him long boy. It kind of seems like an American name. I was like, kind of thought the Brits were more posh than to name a duck long boy, <laughs> but <laughs> apparently not. And I do love him.
0: Yeah, this was really exciting. We love when wild knife news comes up. I yes. put this in the T time chat and Kate was like, oh, it's already in there. So <laughs> any animal news we have, we talk about. Okay, next piece is celebrity news. This is from 2014, but it's making the rounds on social media. And it's like, not that important, but I it did go viral and it was an enjoyable video to watch. It's Harrison Ford with David Blaine, who I am very scared of, Um mm-hmm. And I like to stay away from, I think I watched like one night, like all of his videos. And I got very just like creeped out. But anyway, it made the rounds again because the Twitter user Clarice Lowry tweeted, please enjoy Harrison Ford watching a magic trick and then reacting in the only way Harrison Ford reacts to anything. So essentially it's um, David Blaine does a little magic trick and uh, Harrison Ford is so freaked out. And it's like, it's such a genuine reaction. And then he goes like really quietly. He's like, get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) And it's really funny. um, And it's really funny seeing Harrison Ford like in his in his natural home element. Mm-hmm. And it did make me rethink of David Blaine, who I like to not think about if I can. But anyway, yeah, Mate, you should go watch it. And it's uh the full videos on YouTube.
2: <laughs> he used to be really popular. Like his videos yeah. used to be everywhere. He was like putting us, you know, a stake through his hand and freaking out, I don't know, Channing Tatum or something. <laughs> um Yeah, he made yeah. demands
0: on so many celebrity houses. Also, I can't believe they would let that man right. into their homes. But they did.
2: Yeah. Could not be me.
1: Magic is scary. Really
0: spooky. Thank you. It
2: is scary. Isn't and also, it? Yeah. Yes.
1: And you remember when he like failed? He was like, I'm going to hold my breath for the world record. And oh, then he like yeah. totally failed. Yeah. Also, it's like, why would you? I don't know. And, or like, yeah, I don't know. I like to stay
0: away from it if I can. Um, But we're ending with some good news because Tea Time has been praying this into existence. I'm happy to see it. It's made its way to Deadline. It's some casting news for our girl, Lana Condor. Um, She's going to be in a new HBO Max Mm. rom com alongside Cole Sprouse. So it takes place on Mars. Cool. (laughs) Sure. Uh, It's set in the future, of course, and um, Mars is colonized by the, quote, the best humanity has to offer, and they're going to play two very different college students, these two, and then, you know, they have to, it says, sneak on board a space shuttle to the red planet to be united with their significant others. It's called Moonshot. This is a rom com set what on it Mars. Says. With a, huh. a sci fi twist, is what InStyle and sure. Deadline are telling me. I'll watch I'm into it. it. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah honestly, we're just happy that she's going to be in, yep. you know, just put her in more movies, put her in more things. Yes. Um, and we will definitely be watching Moonshot, I suppose, <laughs> even though it's Cole Sprouse. Liz is
2: out on space, though. You're out on space and Cole Sprouse. I that's know. two strengths. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll do it anyway. I'll, yeah. I'll suffer through it.
4: Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes.
0: Okay. Next category. Hold your horses, Kate. This is a cringe mode. Stick it. 15 years later, it's the anniversary in 2021. Kate, the plot, and then also just like your, your personal connection and, and vendetta to get us to cover this movie,
2: please. Well, in my defense, I, I like to think in advance. I'm a planner. So I saw that the anniversary was coming up for Stick It. Uh maybe like two months ago. <laughs> and then I just decided to check in every couple weeks and make sure that we were still on board for doing cringe mode stick it, uh, the week of the end of April. And we are, and we're finally here. Uh Stick It is one of the only gymnastics movies, uh, arguably the best. Um, it follows Haley, who is just like a rebel. She used to be a world class gymnast, world class athlete. Uh, she dropped out of gymnastics during like a crucial moment. She walked out of a meet. She has just been like rebelling against her family ever since she like rides dirt bikes, whatever. She's like a guy's girl and she gets arrested for punishment. She has to go back to this, you know, really rigorous, uh, gymnastics Academy. She ends up, you know, getting over her, her struggles, her trauma with gymnastics. Jeff Bridges is her coach. She makes lots of friends on the team. They go to worlds, uh, and they end up rebelling against the system because the judges are unfair. And yeah, they win stuff, and it's good. <laughs> it's really, really freaking good. It is good. Um,
0: all right, let's do the highlights,
1: Amelia. Uh, yes, you know, thank you, Kate, for this because honestly, I I think I showed up on Monday of this week, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm making the outline right now because I want to <laughs> watch this goddamn movie. Um, <laughs> And it did not disappoint. I freaking love this movie. You know, highlights, there are so many, honestly. I, I truly enjoy all of this movie. Um, But I just, you know, I'm a huge gymnastics fan. Whenever it pops up in the Olympics, I really, really care about it and I really enjoy it. And I just, the meets were so fun to watch. I love, mm-hmm. this is so lame, but like the kaleidoscope effect for the gymnastics. It's not lame. It was, lame. It's was really, really it, well done. Right? It was yeah. pretty sweet. I just I thought it was really fun. I love how they added to it. Like it was already cool, but then they made it like super cool. It was just like, God, oh,
2: I love it. Yeah. Yeah, The visual elements of this movie were so much better (laughs) than they had to be. Yes, Uh, They Mm -hmm. take like all of these, you know, the mats and like the layout of sort of like just gymnastics in general with the beam and the flipping and the like, even just like the physical exercises and turn them into all these like visual montages. So, yeah. you know, Haley's training at the beginning and she just keeps falling. And there's just this montage of her like trying, falling, trying, falling. And it's like very creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a training montage, classic as always. And then there's like a little more like trippy stuff. Like they're talking yeah. about how not to be nervous and, The judges, they're like, imagine the judges doing their routine like they could never do what we do. And then it like it like morphs into showing the judges trying to do gymnastics and just like utterly failing, which obviously isn't happening in real life. But it's just like this fun, quirky thing. And then there's like a fun mall montage, too. Mm. I was like, we get Uh, everything we could want. Uh, (laughs) And then like Amelia mentioned, the kaleidoscope thing. There's just like they show all the gymnasts like warming up on all the different like equipment. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's like this kaleidoscope of all these people like twirling and spinning, and it just looks really cool.
0: Yeah, major shout out to the director Jessica Bendinger who wrote our other favorite movie that we've covered, Bring It On. And I actually on Vice this week there is this big oral history of the movie Stick It. If you guys love it as much as we do, you should go and read this article um, because they interview basically every main character minus Jeff Bridges, um, and then Jessica Bendinger, the director, and it gives a great like insight into and like knowledge of why this movie turned out so amazing. And she actually has a gymnastics background. Like she did it up until puberty. Then she grew so tall and she could become awkward. Like that happens to a lot of young women in sports. Um, But I, this is going to sound cheesy, but I do think that like her genuine love and appreciation of the sport really came through. It's so physical and it's so freaking hard. And I think that they didn't really sugarcoat any part of, like, the athleticism that is required, it's actually, like, pretty gnarly, some of the scenes where they're training, getting stronger. I don't know. It's just really good. A lot of, you can tell she just, like, respects the sport a lot, right. even though it's, like, a fun comedy. I don't know. Yeah, I totally agree.
2: I'm going to get into this more in a second, but it's like really a sports movie. And like she talks about that in the oral history is like she went in and she was like, I want to show high level gymnastics. Like I don't want this to be like a movie about girls with like a sports setting. Like it's like actually really a sports movie.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. I also love the natural born athlete and who's disgruntled and like is pissed off all the time. And then like a hard ass coach, which Mm. is Jeff Bridges. Love that dynamic. They play off each other really well. I do love Jeff Bridges um, in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that dynamic. And then my other highlight is that I love all the ways that they tried to make her seem like the cool girl. Like she goes into her bedroom at home before she sent off to this gymnastics camp. Her whole room is like graffitied with all like and is just so crowded with like most, like skater paraphernalia and they like really lean in to her being like a guy's girl. She's too cool for school and like there's this jogging scene and she's in these like low rise thick ass <laughs> loose sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And it's like no we get you know we get it. Right. Um, But I did enjoy it and she's like wearing an
2: Ed Hardy hat like half the Time. Right. I did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to discuss the fashion in a moment. Yeah. Um, I wrote in the outline, I promise by Friday I will come up with a family-friendly way to describe the effect of Missy Peregram's ice baths on preteen Kate. I struggled to put that into words. So <laughs> Missy Peregram in this I movie. Uh, first of all, Missy Peregram in general, just like the, the gays love Missy Peregram. Like over time, her character in this movie, especially, has on on social media just become one of those characters that like queer women just love. Uh, part of it, I think she's just coded in sort of a queer friendly She's where a lot mm-hmm. of guys clothes, and she doesn't have a love interest and all that. But I also, I think part of it is she is very much depicted as like a real athlete in this movie. And, you know, it's, it's a movie for women. They're showing her six pack and she's taking mm. these ice baths and she's ripped and like, I think part of it, you know, you could make the argument and just be like, it's a movie for women. They're like clearly objectifying this woman. So like maybe there's a queer gaze here to be discussed. But really, it's a sports movie. You know what I mean? And I think Mm -hmm. we just like don't really see that with women that often where Mm -hmm. in a classic guy sports movie, they're showing the athlete. They're showing the athlete training and what the athlete's body looks like and how hard it is on them. And really, and Stick It, like, that's all that's happening. We're just, like, mm-hmm. not really used to seeing that with girls. So she's taking these ice baths in her sports bra, and, like, she's jacked, and she's tired. And, like, <laughs> it's not necessarily, like, a sexual thing. It sort of has become that on the internet, because the internet is the internet. And it was a little bit of that to teenage Kate. But <laughs> mostly it's just, like, she's... A high-level, world-class athlete who is pushing her body to the limit, and like this is what that looks like. So again, it just goes back to like at its core, like this really is just a sports movie.
1: Yeah, agree. Yeah, totally. All right, let's do some lowlights, Amelia. Um, you know, I honestly it was hard to pick all the low, and this isn't like a huge low light. It was just like it got kind of annoying after a while. The Joanne character being stupid bit. Kind of mm-hmm. got old halfway through the movie. I was like, okay, we get it. She's dumb. Like, all right, right. next. Right. So yeah. We talked yeah. about it
0: with Josie and the Pussycats, the movie that we just watched for Cringe World. Like, the Terry Reed character after, like, the second line. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I got it. I also, my one, yeah, I feel like all of the character, like, some of the, um, not Missy Peregrine, but the peripheral characters in the movie were also kind of ditzy and, like, a little bit, like, airheaded. And I think if I could change one part of that their intelligence would like match. Cause obviously they all have this incredible athletic ability. I just don't mm-hmm. think you need it um in to make the movie better. I think it was right. like kind of a knock. And I yeah. think
2: it's part of it's to be like, Oh, she is like radicalizing them and they're mm-hmm. sort of like moldable, yeah. sure. but yeah. also part of it is like, okay, you don't have to pit them against each other. Like they don't have to be mm-hmm. stupid. So that right. she looks smart, you know, right. like they can just be different and have different personalities and then like come together at the end. So I agree yeah. with that for sure. Yeah. Uh Next one, Kate. In a good way and a bad way, this movie makes me want to, like, bench press a truck. Like, (laughs) in a good way, I was like, listen, I'm motivated. I'm going to go for a walk, Mm. maybe a light jog. And uh, this movie makes me want to, like, be athletic. But in Mm -hmm. a bad way, it it makes me want to be athletic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It makes me wish that I had stuck with, like, those Chloe Ting workouts at the beginning mm. of quarantine which I also have like this totally like false sense of confidence where I'm like I could do that in this movie you know like yeah. you're watching them I mean, it's not like you can do gymnastics but like something about watching these actresses, Pass as incredible gymnast gives me this like false sense of confidence where I'm like if I tried like that could have been me which mm-hmm. it couldn't have but for some reason that's like my <laughs> no, I, yeah I my view of watching this yeah, I'm yeah. like I could have gone that path if I wanted no five <laughs> eleven me no um, and then my other low light is that gymnastics is just so stressful to watch mm-hmm. in real life and in the movie part of that is like why it's so good and it's so exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's either like some incredible trick or like someone's literally falling on their face and hurting mm-hmm. themselves. Um, but it makes this movie a little bit stressful to watch. So I'm like, really really I don't want to watch stakes. them fall and hurt yeah. themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. Okay. What has aged the best and the worst Kate. Uh, Liz touched briefly on the fashion, but there are like seven different types of cropped cargo pants in the first 15 oh minutes God. of this movie. Haley's fashion is so bad, <laughs> so bad. And again, like part of it's like supposed to be bad. Like she doesn't care. She's got the hat. Right. She's got like mm-hmm. the men's clothing, but she wears these cargo pants, and they're like capris. <laughs> yeah, but they're huge, and they have and so huge. many pockets. And she's <laughs> like, wearing them low with, like, rise. Yeah, yeah, low rise with like flip flops, and then she's got these fucking hats. <laughs> Oh my god, like sideways. The Ed Hardy hats. Oh my god. They're where they awful. have like the mesh at the, you know, when you flip it backwards, yeah. the, the trucker right hat. on the forehead. Yeah. 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 Like slightly turned to the side. So um, Oh
0: my
1: God.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Sorry. Uh um, what's your what's your opinion? Um yeah,
1: I think things have, you know, obviously aged accordingly. Um, just in context to now we know all of the horrible things that the USA gymnastics have done with Mm -hmm. their female athletes. Um, And so it feels weird to watch this. And Mm -hmm. yet at the same time, you know, they kind of predicted it. Not they didn't predict what happened, obviously, but they did zone in on how like these people don't have a life and, you know, everyone's really strict and they watch um, every move they make, even when they Mm -hmm. get into the, uh, I think it's the national championship where they're, you know, they're talking about penalizing just for like a bra strap showing. It's like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like mirroring real life gymnastics where everything is so regimented. And so it's like mm-hmm. kind of jarring to be like, oh, I'm, I'm watching this movie and it's a movie. But also I yeah. totally remember what just happened uh, a couple 100%. of years ago, you know? And yeah. honestly, if you want to learn more about it, I highly recommend watching Athlete A on Netflix. It's a really good documentary about the whole gymnastics scandal. So hmm.
0: That's a good rec. Um, okay, let's do MVP. Um, and then we're going to do lightning round. So Kate, who's your MVP pick?
2: Yeah. So per Amelia's point, I saw this before I started watching the movie. I saw Amelia think put that in the outline and I was like, damn, that's a good point. Like, especially with like having the male coach with the female athletes. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, like this could really like put a damper on this movie for me. Just like mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, those dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jeff Bridges, perhaps the most non-threatening mm-hmm. and likable adult male yeah. living yeah. Uh, on earth. And... That's why he's my MVP because yeah. even like with that lens and going in and being like okay like I have like some icky feelings about just like you know the relationship of like the adults and the adult men that like work with these yeah. girls he just is so non threatening and so mm-hmm. likable and you you know he's a flawed character you know he's not yeah. necessarily the nicest to <laughs> his uh, his athletes but you know he he goes to bat for them and he stands right. up for them and um right. I think they just have a really At the end of the day, like a very healthy relationship that is fun to watch, even sort of in hindsight of everything that happened. Definitely. Um, And then my honorable mention is Nastia Lukin, who is herself uh, in this movie, which I totally (laughs) forgot. I was reading the oral history on Vice, which again, I recommend. And she really wanted to be in this movie. She was like 15, right off of her like, you know, Olympics, like winning, et cetera, and her dad, like, wasn't going to let her be in this movie. He was like, hmm. you need to you need to focus on, like, your actual sport instead of, you know, flying off to L.A. to be in this movie. And it said in the oral history that she, like, didn't talk to him for two weeks. No uh, way. So they like, they, like, made her part smaller, and she flew to L.A. to do it. <laughs> and then I thought this was really funny. She was filming for her scenes uh, in the movie, and she's on the bars. She's doing the uneven bars. And she was, like, they just, like, didn't quite understand, like, the level of effort that actually went into a full routine like they were having (laughs) me do this routine over and over And I could keep doing it. She was like, it's the most routines I've ever, I've ever performed in one day because they like didn't, they didn't understand. And so then finally she was like, Hey, can we just like do specific moves? Like, can we break it down if you need like this shot or this shot? Like I can't do the whole thing again. And they were like, Oh my God, you made it look so easy. Like we had no idea that it was so (laughs) difficult for you to keep doing this, but she's really cute. She's really fun. She has like some speaking parts, et cetera. And like, she totally pulls it off. She fits right in hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I cannot believe we haven't talked about this man yet as we're talking <laughs> through this movie, but. Helen Lutz is in it. It's just like his debut <laughs> film. He freaking knocks it out of the park. He is Missy's like boy best friend. It's like these two guys that kind of follow her around. They kind of flirt with the other gymnasts. They're just like the, I don't know, comedic relief, I guess, for a lot mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, does great. He's also in pair of cargo shorts and a sideways <laughs> hat. And he has this iconic line. And I can't believe this has like made it. Through all the edits, but he, I don't know why he turns to someone who obviously they're very strict. We've talked about that a lot. And he goes, Oh, what's up your butt? Like very seriously <laughs> delivers that line. Like his life, you know, depended on it. And I respect it. He committed to the role. And then now look at him. This was pre-Twilight. So oh. wow. he had big Good. things ahead. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Amelia, who is your MVP of this movie?
1: You know, I love both of those picks. I think they're very worthy, but I'm gonna have to give it to Missy Peregrim. Um, she's just really great in the, and you know, everything that Kate said in the highlights, um, I would have to agree with. And you know, some of the lines in this movie are just like, okay, but she makes them yeah. <laughs> sound good. And like, I don't know, she just has a way of making you really believe, like, that she's this angsty teen girl. And you know, th- not a lot of people can rock the rock hand sign and still look cool yeah. while doing it because it's a pretty <laughs> lame uh hand sign but she actually does a good job of you know making it seem as she cool does as, she could know. have been so
2: much more cringy and it probably yeah. should, like she does her floor routine to fall out boy she does the rock <laughs> hands like right. flame leotard like 15 years later this should have been way worse than it is right uh, yeah but she does she pulls it off yeah yeah. All right, let's quickly do the lightning round. Kate, did you write these questions? Amelia
0: did.
1: Amelia, take it away. <laughs> okay, what would your gymnastics
2: routine song be? Great question. And
1: thank you. Would you, <laughs> Would you like to
2: start us off? I was thinking about it, and yeah. I would. I would definitely do like a K-pop girl group. Love uh, that. Super peppy, upbeat, like. It could be annoying after like many, many repeated listens, which I know. But like, you're not going to like any song after you do a floor routine to it for months on end. So it's fine. And then, you know, certain floor routines like go super viral sometimes. Like you see the Mm -hmm. ones to Beyonce or whatever. So I was like, I need to pick someone that will go viral. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to do it. I would do a Blackpink song. I don't know which one, uh, but I have confidence that they would make me go viral and maybe get me like a Nike deal. That's, that is that is
1: great, great That's my <laughs> That's master plan. Answer. The stands, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they support. Um, yeah. Liz, what did you say? Kind of on that note, as Kate was saying, something fun. Like, I want mm-hmm. something spunky,
0: maybe yeah. from like Doja Cat. Like, Ooh. I love when the gymnasts incorporate, you know, like the hip pops and the hands yes. and their routine and they like, give it a little flair. I've been dancing like a little bit in quarantine. Like, Ooh. I just, you know, and I put on Doja Cat and like, it makes you feel like I'm, you know, somewhere
1: else and someone else. So Ooh, I, I would like definitely that. pick. Some spunky song from her. What about you, Amelia? You know, now that you say that, like you know, Miley's midnight song. What was that song? <laughs> oh, that would be a good one. Oh my that gosh! Yeah. <laughs> um, I re- honestly, I was so excited. We, got, I got to ask this because I have thought about this question. I mean, every time the Olympics <laughs> comes up, actually, every time the winter one comes up too, because I think about this for the ice skating. Uh, and uh, I'm yeah. like, wow, what would I do my routine to? I, it, it's. <laughs> Uh, Mind-blowing how many hours I've actually spent Devoted thinking about this But um, I would love to do a floor routine To Jets Are you gonna be my girl? Which is just like a very high energy cut. <laughs> such a
0: deep cut <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, it's
1: great. I'm gonna need the people to Google it Listen to it And you, you just know what I mean With the little yes. st- I don't even know I'm not like musically inclined So I don't know what It's like guitar riffs And just like you know And with the hand motions I feel like it <laughs> works And when you're you know Doing your floor routine You could just like jump been tumble and it just, it just I just I just know it fits well so that's a free one USA the Gymnastics that we're
2: doing in this podcast yeah. are so oh, deranged I know yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I love okay.
2: how
0: specific
1: that was that was a perfect
0: answer oh, thank really you thank you yeah. okay
1: um and then which gymnastics apparatus would you do if you were an elite gymnast and I think there are there are four so there's the floor routine there's uneven bars there's vault, and there's balance beam am I missing one
2: I don't know if trampoline actually counts, but if it does, (laughs) that's my answer. (laughs) Okay. I think it's men's like men have different ones. They have the horse and they have the bars and they have the trampoline. Yeah. 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 So I guess if I, if I was allowed to do trampoline, I would pick trampoline because it looks really fun. Yeah. I'll tell you what I don't want to do. And that's the fucking beam for some reason. Yeah. freaks me right out. No, um, for no, some reason, you like break your balance. Well, yeah, guess, a valid but it's reason. true. It's yeah. true of all of them, but beep specifically. Something about it, like yeah. them doing flips on it well, and falling on it and falling beam. off it. I just really hate it. Like gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm not picking the trampoline I, situation. I went to a trampoline park in college and like kind of. <laughs> Like, I just can't do it. Um, you could so, easily uh, <laughs> sprain your ankle on those things. Yeah. You can't sprain your ankles, yeah. Um, so I would pick the floor because I can still cartwheel, which I don't think is part Ooh. of gymnastics. But like, I could. I think you know, it is. Maybe start with that and then grow from there. Yeah.
2: Also, like the le- <laughs> the least area to fall. You know, the floor. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. I mean, unless you're Simone Biles, like you know, flipping into the air. But at, right, at, yes. our, at our level, we're not falling on the floor. It's fine. <laughs> That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, I would also choose the floor routine. It seems like it'd be the most fun. Mm -hmm. You know, just doing that. That's where those hand
0: motions come in. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: And then finally, would you rather go to the prom or go to the
2: Olympics? Kate? Pondered at length in this movie. uh, I think Joanne has to choose and Mm. has this whole argument with her mom about how she wants to go to prom. I mean, like hi- in the hypothetical situation where they're like on the same day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, they're on the same day. Okay. Uh, I would go to the Olympics. Like what is the Olympics opening ceremony? If not just like a televised oh, global sure. prom where you get to wear like a jumpsuit. Or That's or true.
0: That's you true. know, right. like. And what I, is the Olympic Village, if not a massive opportunity to flirt and meet men and right. women and yeah. everyone that you could want, uh, which That's is true. better than the prom and anyone you go to freaking high school with? Totally.
1: <laughs> That's true. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I, changed, but I said, I said, Olympics. Or, I mean, I said prom because I'm too lazy to do the no. Olympics and <laughs> I mean, put myself through
2: all that work. But no, I, right. you you swayed me. So. In this hypothetical scenario, we're already Olympians. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Okay. Huh.
0: Let's do tea times unanswerable questions. Um, I've been saying this, but we're due for a mailbag. So if you guys start thinking, those who are listening. Mm. Um, all right. Kate, what's your question?
2: Guys, I have some real concerns mm. about this topic. My question is, why are Crocs back and how can we mobilize to stop them? Crocs are like in (laughs) Questlove wore a pair of gold Crocs to the Oscars last weekend. Mm. Justin Bieber has a line of Crocs. Previously, they have partnered with Post Malone, Bad Bunny, like actual (laughs) cool, huge celebrities. Uh, and now fucking Justin Bieber, who has dreads. So, like, you know, we don't have to trust his fashion sense. I'm just concerned about Gen Z and bringing Crocs back. However, we do have a soldier on our side in the form of Victoria Beckham. Love uh, her. Justin Bieber sent her a pair of his Crocs on her Instagram story. She documented. She was like, will I be wearing lilac Crocs? Did a poll and the people voted uh, 57% no. Saved her ass. And on her Instagram story, she said, well, that was close. I think I'd rather die. But thank you. Anyway, just to be. <laughs> right. uh, so thank you, Victoria Beckham. I, too, would rather die than see you, Posh Spice, wearing a pair of purple Crocs. I yeah. I think the world would maybe cease to exist. And guys, please don't wear Crocs. I just, Gen Z, you don't have to make the same mistakes that we did. We made them so that you don't have to make them again. Uh, and we I've see never, you making them again. I've never worn Crocs. Amelia, have you? I
1: haven't. No, I.
2: I But come on, you never wore Crocs. No, in like middle school when they were (laughs) in. No, I
1: don't know. School. (laughs) I mean, I remember some people wearing them, but I think if you want to go the comfort route, because I, they're like comfortable, right? Doctors wear them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, just go like wear Birkenstocks. They right. do the same mm-hmm. thing. There's so you know? many other options. Yeah. yeah. I wore them. I remember they were like my slides for volleyball. Oh, like see, I put them on after a lot practice. Of athletes. I think wore Just them. wear yeah, yeah. like Adidas slides. Like you don't need, yeah. you don't need Crocs. Uh, <laughs> They're so ugly. We just don't <laughs> have to do this. We don't have to. History already happened. We don't have to do it again. So you don't even like the little flares that you can put on them? It's you know, I to- do actually. Okay, I do, okay. Kind, of, okay. do kind of like those, <laughs> uh, but not at the ex- not for the cost. The price sure. is too high. Wearing Crocs is just not worth it. Yeah. Um Amelia. What is your question? So I saw Vulture
1: said that there is a great Gatsby musical in development and it will feature songs from Florence Welch of Florence and the Machine. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And also, Mm -hmm. like, that's perfect. I think she's the only other person I could think of is maybe like Lana Del Rey or something. But um, I think that's really awesome. I love The Great Gatsby. It's like one of my favorite books. So I was wondering what book or movie or TV show or whatever that is not set to music deserves to be a musical?
2: Great question. Love for as well. She's going to be great at that. Mm -hmm. My original answer is Pushing Daisies, uh, the TV show. There have been a lot of rumors about like maybe bringing it to Broadway. I would love for that to happen. I would love Kristen Chenoweth to be involved again. I was going to say, oh my God. Um, But I can tell you it doesn't need to be a musical and that is Bend It Like Beckham, which I saw on the West End in London in musical form. Uh, and it wasn't very good. Not all things huh. uh, deserve the yeah. musical treatment, and that one did not. Yeah. I feel like sports movies are kind of hard to turn. No, into music. very 100%. tough. 100%, right, very tough. Not yeah. good.
1: Liz, do you have an answer? Yeah, it was kind of an answer because I basically want to
0: redo on a on a book Mm. that was turned into a movie it was not a musical so I think it all still counts I want to redo On Water for Elephants with Robert Pattinson and Reese Witherspoon amazing book I loved it granted I read it a long time ago but I think I would still like it loved it movie was not good and I had such high expectations (laughs) but it was made in 2011 so I feel like it's been enough time we can kind of like you know, rejigger the cast, maybe yeah. do some changes, put it to music. It's sure there's, it's like, you know, circus. So there's dancing and it, I feel like it could Ooh, lend itself to that. That's
1: like um, a circus
0: allay slash musical. Yes. yes. Ooh, fun. yes. Cool. yes. I just cool. feel like the book deserves better, you know? So that's yeah. my answer. I like that. Great. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, it's a puzzling one. <laughs> you guys, two masks equal Total face blindness on everyone, including celebrities whose faces are so cemented into our brains. Because recently, Adam Sandler in a mask and with his child walked into a Long Island IHOP and the um, person, the hostess did not recognize Adam Sandler. Um, secure. She basically she put this all on a TikTok, which is how everybody knows about it. But she basically turned down Adam Sandler and was like, "Yeah, it's a thirty minute wait." And like, of course, Adam Sandler's not going to wait thirty minutes for IHOP. So then he just left. And then realized after it was Adam Sandler. And I'm thinking in a mask, what what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think you'd still recognize Adam Sandler even if half of his face was covered? I feel like I would, especially with his clothing.
3: Yeah. I would, but I
2: think the clothing throws you off because he's, I mean, you, you're a hostess. You've been working a seven hour shift at IHOP. Yeah, You're on autopilot. This guy walks in with this kid. He's wearing a absolutely massive t-shirt and massive not matching basketball shorts, which is the <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler uniform. Could yeah. not look more like a normal human man. Uh, and I would just autopilot and give him the usual treatment. I wouldn't be like, oh, this yeah. is a celebrity yeah. in yeah. front of me. I mean, no one looks more like uh, someone who just, like, came in, like, That's after their, true. after That's their true. I don't know, true. shooting hoops at the YMCA than Adam Sandler. Uh, mm-hmm. So, honestly, I think she can be forgiven on this one. Same. Okay, so you think
0: that you would recognize a celeb? Let's say they were, like, I don't know, dressed a little nicer. Like, if I feel I like got, we would recognize I celebrities feel like, still.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm, like, pretty good at recognizing celebrities, so I actually think that I would probably would have recognized Adam Sandler, but... Yeah. I feel like if somebody walks in, they're dressed nicely, they just have like a certain air of celebrity about them. Then you're like looking closer to see if they are someone. Mm, Whereas just like Adam Sandler is such like a a guy next door, which in a good way. Like, I love that he's very down to earth, like doesn't care about like the whole celebrity image. Like, that's great. Yeah. But I just like, I don't know that it would occur to me to give him a second look until it was too late. I guess it's true.
0: Yeah. I feel like early quarantine I saw Courtney Cox in a grocery store, mm. but also with a mask. Granted, everyone in LA kind of looks the same, but <laughs> um yeah, I guess maybe I would not recognize him. I don't know. I guess you guys have to move back to LA and we can go spotting right. for celebs again. <laughs> we'll go looking for Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, thank you so much to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Halliwell. And I'm the only